Hey, how's it going, everyone? Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Music Review Podcast. My name's Josh, and thanks for tuning in today. Another best and worst track of the week. This week is the week of August 29th. Um, and if you're new to best and worst track of the week or just the music reviewer in general, thanks for tuning in. Um, the music reviewer is just a podcast uh, where I just talk about music because I listen to a lot of it and I just like talking about it. But basically, if you, uh, this is your first time listening to best and worst track of the week, all I do is just take the new entries into the Billboard Hot 100 Give them a letter grade, pick one that's the worst, pick one that's the best. Um, and yeah, and before we just get started, I just want to let everyone know the last episode was over the latest Luke Bryan album titled Live Here, or sorry, Born Here, Live Here, Die Here. Uh, his 10th album, a country album that I was just indifferent to. Um, it had some highs and it had lows, um, but if you're interested in country music at all, if Luke Bryan strikes your interest, um, or if you just are just interested in hearing me babble about country music for about 20 minutes, go ahead and check that out. Uh, but yeah, let's get started. So this week on the Billboard Hot 100, uh, it was somewhat tame. I'd say everything that came in and everything happened was somewhat organic. As usual, we had a reggaeton song. Uh, we also had some trap songs from, you know, some innocuous artists in the trap genre. Um, probably getting here through streaming. Uh, I'm not sure if much of it was um, too standout. Um, there was a, a great track that is the best track of the week we'll get to. Um, and then also an artist that I felt was... Uh, a little uncharacteristic of the Billboard Hot 100, but nonetheless, um, just some highlights overall. WAP is still at number one. I think that was as expected. Um, Savage Love by Josh685 and Jason Drulo is finally going down, although not much. Uh, it seems like it might be losing uh, the upward trajectory that I was scared it would have. Um, and then Mood by 24K Golden and Ian Dior, although I didn't really give it best track of the week last week went up to 58 spots at 26 i feel like this is something that is uh gaining momentum and possibly uh could enter the top 10 eventually uh and then be like that by kane brown sway lee and khalid one of our worst tracks of the week is down to 30 or still going up to 34 sorry so that um the general consensus on that is opposite of mine uh, AJR Bangs finally stayed put. It is no longer going up, or at least not this week. But yeah, I was a little interested in that because AJR being a kind of a alternative, kind of like uh, not too mainstream band that has a younger audience. Uh, I was interested if it was actually going pretty mainstream, but uh, there's some rumors that they're breaking up anyways. Uh, and then uh, another highlight is that a lot of the Pop Smoke stuff is still lingering around uh, and even going up. So I'm wondering if that uh, Pop Smoke is just going to be around for the rest of the year. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, let's just get into it. Uh, we had uh, the first new track, uh, uh, new entry is Lovely, or sorry, Lonely As You Are by Chase Rice coming in at 100 this track, I guess, was the uh, typical country track that comes in every week, uh, or the expected one. 
So Chase Weiss is kind of an interesting person in the country music scene. Um, he's uh, listed as a country singer, songwriter, and reality TV personality. Um, I'm not sure why that would be for the reality TV, but it seems like he has an interesting background. He's actually the one responsible for uh, writing Cruise, which was one of the things that ignited Bro Country. Cruise being the track by Florida Georgia Line and uh, that kind of... Uh, pit are kind of igniting their careers as well um and he's kind of just been um in this bro country scene since then so he's at this some at this point he is uh kind of a relic in the music country music scene as well um i guess him being uh you know of the bro country uh peak uh and climax of it and being partly responsible um, but he's still around. Um, all I have to say about this track really is that it, compositionally, it sounds like Sam Hunt. Uh, honestly, if I didn't know, if I was just listening to this on the radio and it came on, I would think it's a Sam Hunt song. Um, it is a pretty uh, friendly country radio, so it's obviously meant to try to climb those charts on the country charts. Um, the percussion track on this track sounds very mechanical and robotic. Uh, it's really awful when it comes in. Uh, I'd say this track also kind of goes for this Kane Brown aesthetic, this sanitary, uh, mid-tempo and breezy, um, you know, aesthetic that Kane Brown has. Uh, overall, I thought it was pretty average. I gave it a C. And uh, next we have uh, Caramelo by Ozuna coming in at 92. Ozuna, in my opinion, is kind of one of the better... Uh, new school reggaeton acts and he's obviously had he's had his uh, time in the limelight um you know he was on Te Bote, uh, that super hit from uh, 2018 uh he's saying i think the hook and uh, he's had some good success on his own um with a lot of tracks off of his uh, one, his last album being becoming hits uh in the latin pop world uh this track caramelo um it has a clean guitar passage in the intro, and it's kind of borrowing from like the emo trap uh, sound as well. Uh, this is a running theme in this week. Lots of emo trap, or just trap in general, with clean guitar tones in every song. It's getting a little stale, but nonetheless, um, this is a reggaeton track. There's a typical reggaeton percussion track on it. Uh, the doubled harmonized vocal line sounds pretty ne decent and cool um, when it happens in the track um the clean guitar instrumentation just kind of stays throughout the track um it at some point it, the track just becomes a little drawn out and uh, after a certain point and it's kind of like a trance not much development maybe a little bit bare after a certain point uh but i like the fact that ozuna is on this track solely just him and there's no features and he's not really collaborating with anyone I like that he's able to put out a song that's just him by himself and do it himself, um, which I think is a strong suit of uh, you know, him in general. Um, he seems to like uh, pride himself in just releasing material without features. I'd say, I'd say a lot of reggaeton artists should probably uh, follow his lead on that, um, especially if they want to stand out. Uh, but nonetheless, I give that a C plus. Next track was Twenty Four featuring Lil Baby. Uh, by Money Man. I didn't know who Money Man was. Um, 
I did some research. He's from Atlanta. He's uh, been in the trap game. Of course, being from Atlanta, that makes sense. But um, upon like watching, you know, an episode of Billboard Make Breakdown by Mark Rodden right now, um, I guess this dude puts out a mixtape every other month. So he's doing whatever he can to stay relevant. Um, I guess he's had some commercial success in the past, but Nonetheless, nothing that caught my attention, and I'd say there's a good reason for it. This is kind of derivative in uh, an uninspiring trap uh, song. It, there's the clean guitar instrumentation in the intro. Honestly, he just sounds like Gunna um, with all the vocal delivery, uh, with the vocal delivery he does, and the flow, and it also sounding like Travis Scott or Nav. With the use of the auto tone, auto tune soaked vocal tone, uh, it's so static. There's no change in it in the flow or the delivery. The words sound slurred together. I just say he's the weak link in this track because when Lil Baby comes in, it saves the track. Uh, he sounds way ahead of uh, Money Man and I guess everything in terms of delivery flow. Uh, even though Lil Baby does borrow the same flow, he does it. Uh, you know, he executes it much better. Uh, he's more enthusiastic in it. Um, I'd say this track was pretty forgettable, but I gave it a C uh, solely because Little Baby's on here and he did a decent job. The next track is Lemonade um, by Internet Money Gunna featuring Don Tolliver and Nav. Another similar situation here. I had no idea who Internet Money is, but to my surprise, it's not just one sole artist. It's kind of a collective of producers and songwriters and people just, I guess, trying to capitalize on trap at the moment. Um, but I guess there's one mastermind behind it. Taz Taylor is a record producer. Uh, nonetheless, though, this is more um, somewhat derivative trap. Um, I'd say, though, that it's uh, I do like that Don Tolliver and Nav is on here. I don't know if I've really talked about Nav or Don Tolliver. Um Nav is a unique character in rap. He's a little quirky. He kind of just follows his own beat, um, you know, and when it comes to uh, how he approaches his style. A lot of people think it's terrible. Sometimes I think it's a little catchy and earwormy. I'm not saying he's necessarily the next, uh, I guess, great trap artist or Kendrick Lamar. Nonetheless, this track features a clean guitar instrumentation that structures the song. It sounds sampled at some points. I'm wondering if that's true. Uh, it doesn't sound original to the track. But anyways, it also features this buzzy and dirty bass line. Uh, the parts that Nav sings on seem a tad more matured and developed compared to his typical, you know, antics. Um, Don Tolliver's vocal tune... Uh, the sung part that he has is interesting. Uh, his performance is somewhat present, and it's nicely performed. I think he did a pretty good job. It's a kind of a somber tune in general. I would say the Gunna part is probably one of the more forgettable parts on here, though, uh, with uh, Don Tolliver stealing the show and, I guess, Nav giving some dynamics to it. Um, and, and I don't know if it really hits the intended purpose of this being a somber or sad tune, uh, I thought it was just uh, slightly above average. I guess I gave it a C plus. The next track, Casey Talk, uh, by Young Boy, Never Broke Event, Broke Again, coming in at fifty eight. Another trap song by I think another innocuous uh, trap uh, rapper. 
um, more clean guitar instrumentation. What a surprise uh, in the instrumentation. Uh, this time it sounds sampled and warped, uh, kind of sounding like a Eastern, you know, Eastern Asian instrument. Uh, I don't know the name of the specific one I'm thinking of, but they kind of manipulate the the tone on it. Uh, the hi-hats sound chirpy at times. It sounds a little unconventional. It's just an interesting thing on here. I think there's some dynamics here, especially like when the verses have the muted effect on the instrumental. Um, he kind of uses the singing step. Uh, he kind of uses the singing rap style the entire track, but in my opinion, uh, it's just pretty derivative and uninteresting for most of the track. I mean, there's really nothing I took away from this song. Um, but yeah, I gave this a C. The next track is by another country artist, but I'd say this is a little bit more interesting than the Chase Rice song. This is Seven Summers by Morgan Wallen, debuting all the way at number six. Uh, this has a breezy and light mood to it. There's a subdued guitar rift and a somewhat tropical nature as well. Kind of like a Thomas Rhett song. Um, and then uh, it has a nice organ tones thrown in to provide richer texture throughout the track. It has a nice message about reminiscing about a past love. Um, I like that I'm able to hear a lot of the instrumentation and the production, especially in the mids with that acoustic guitar. It's not bad. I give it a B. I thought this was decent. Um, the next track, it, it debuted all the way at number two. This was Laugh Now, Cry Later by Drake featuring uh, Lil Durk. I felt like this track was just a little bit different uh, compared to the stuff Drake has been doing lately. Uh, it's kind of a throwback to his earlier music, especially with that those cheap synth horns from the 2000s. I love it in the track, especially when the drum track comes in. It just kind of just comes in with energy. Uh, it's kind of a shit-talking track. Um, Lil Dirk sounds more high-pitched in his delivery, kind of like Young Thug. Uh, he, in my opinion, he wasn't needed in this track. I felt like it could have been, he could have been substituted for anyone else. Uh, Drake's flow and delivery develops throughout the track. It's not bad. Um, it's one of his better tracks of the year. I give it a B. And, uh, yeah, we are to the point where we are now going to talk about the worst track of the week. We'll start with that and on a good note and talk about the best track. Uh, but the worst track of the week was Heather by Conan Gray coming in at 61. Um, this is the artist that I was mentioning earlier that I felt was a little uncharacteristic of the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, due to Conan Gray's brand kind of being like this bedroom pop, but not really bedroom pop. Kind of just like new age social social media artist that got to start, you know, posting music on social media and vlogging. Uh, which there's nothing wrong with that. But um, yeah, this... Um, he's from Georgetown, which is in Austin, just up the road from Austin. So I thought, I didn't know that about him. That's pretty cool. Um, but I think I remember even discovering him on YouTube not too long ago, not realizing he was uh, just about to blow up. But uh, unfortunately, this track is... Uh, I don't know. This track just bothered me. I couldn't really put my... Uh, couldn't really put my finger on it, but uh, I guess just when it opens up with that acoustic guitar sound, it sounds a little cheap and amateurly performed and uh, maybe a little overly compressed. I feel like those accented parts on that guitar it might be, it's panned with like another guitar, I think, but uh, it, it, it just does not have a great start. Uh, the track just does not have a great start with this guitar, acoustic guitar coming in. Um, 
the voice sounds too breathy and overbearing as well. Uh, nice tone and performance, at least, when he sings most of the time. Uh, but this song kind of just also reminds me of they took the idea of uh, The Only Exception by Paramore, especially maybe the chord progression in the guitar style. Uh, the Only Exception is a lot more thought out and pr better produced, in my opinion, but... Um, uh, nonetheless, uh, the, the track isn't, you know, awful, like to the point where it's like, you know, Savage Love by Jason Derulo bad. Um, there's some nice harmon harmonizations at some point. Uh, but when the chorus comes in, there's little to no payoff and the song's objective is to be this emotionally, uh, you know, cathartic song. Um, it's about... I don't know if this is a song that uh, touches on homosexuality uh, or something of that nature, but I think it's about wanting someone else's man or being jealous of a female named Heather. Um, the more emotional and oversung parts in the lines, uh, like the more emotional and oversung vocal lines that are belty, don't sound very good. And then they, you can even tell when they kind of bury it in the mix. Um, especially the production just continues this cheap trend when especially when the percussion comes in uh and overall there's just like a dated dated aesthetic to this song i just can't really put my finger on it why it's bad but i just don't see why this is gaining traction i mean if you want to hear some singer songwriter stuff with some emotion and uh i guess organic instrumentation there's a lot of other things you can listen to uh but yeah i gave this worst track of the week um and then we'll transition to Midnight Sky by Miley Cyrus that came in at 14. This track surprised the fuck out of me. Um, I This is the best track of the week. I, I like the nice eerie synth tones in the intro. I'd say the percussion is a little, a little too knocky and dry, but it's forgiven. Especially when the song just continues to go. It's, it's kind of like a racehorse just taking off after that shot's fired. Uh, it just it keeps on delivering and it's just it goes and goes it, it, this track has that kind of uh been uh kind of nature to it uh it's a dancey pop style maybe some 80s synth wave uh and there's some grit uh at, at times her voice is maybe a little bit too uh, raspy but i like it because at least she's present and she gave it her all the track has a nice groove with the bass line sound great at times um, maybe some Stevie Nicks type, um, you know, stylistic ch uh, choices made in here that Miley did. Um, if she can pull off uh, something like this that's consistent on an album, I wouldn't see why she can't revamp her career and, you know, be at the top again. Um, but yeah, best track of the week goes to Miley Cyrus and worst to Conan Gray. But if you stuck around this long, thanks for joining me on the Music Reviewer Podcast. My name's Josh, and uh, take care of yourselves.